Warning, the Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. If you think you may be too weak to withstand the manliness represented in the following program, please do yourself a favor and stop listening now. If you choose to continue in spite of this warning, if at any time you feel yourself overcome by the manliness, stop immediately and consult your closest medical professional. And now, for the not-so-fair, faint, or frilly, we present The Catholic Man Show. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Adam Minahan here, sitting with David Niles to my right. Hello. A very special guest to my left. I will let David introduce. But before I do, we are at Clear Creek Abbey at the fourth annual Catholic Man Show campout with uh, at least 40 of our closest friends from all over the country welcome everybody to the catholic man show camp out dave i'll let you do the honors in uh, introducing our guest so our distinguished guest today is brother bachman monk here at Bachman. the brother 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 father brother father i'm am a priest yes we go by brothers uh it's just simply a custom um whenever you get a letter or something from us uh we'll sign brother and last name um, that dates from, well, the 17th century um, French monasticism. Uh, Father Abbott will sign his letters, Brother Philip Anderson Abbott. But he's a priest, uh, so right. you can call me Father, okay. or you can call me Brother. I'm not going to get angry at you. <laughs> Good. <laughs> what is the most... I've wondered this before. It's weird for me not... Like, if I know you're a priest, not to call you Father. It's like, yes. I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, what should uh, I do? The etiquette is... I certainly would call... If I knew someone was a priest, I would call him father. Okay. Uh, that so, is good to know. But, is but the, the thing is you can't etiquette? see. You can't see because um, they, all of the brothers, all of the members of the community are dressed the same. So you have to see them at the altar. Ah, yes. Yeah, because I, pl- I made that mistake one year. The first year we were out here... Dave and I were we were walking up to the monastery. There was yeah. a what I found out was a lay brother that walked up to us. He yeah. was talking to us, and I kneeled down and I said, "Father, can you give me your blessing?" Yeah. And I looked like a a fool. He was halfway well, through his confession before. Yeah, he- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Listen, I can't give you absolution. I'm not a, I'm not a priest." Yeah. So. That's more embarrassing than you're calling a f- uh, a priest brother. You see. See. Yeah. So, li- yeah. I know. So yeah, you can I call anybody. That's more embarrassing. Any of the monks' brother. But uh, you have to know before you start asking for a blessing or something like that that he is a priest. Uh, uh-huh. Or you just ask him. He'll tell you. I, 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 play, that, I play it safe now. I, I know that to, so, uh, to ask. Uh, I think it would be interesting, or I think many of our listeners would like to just know a little bit about Clear Creek. Can you give mm-hmm. us like the, the okay. highlights, the, the, his, the history of oh, sure. Our Lady of Clear Creek? Okay, well, Clear Creek Abbey was founded uh, in 1999. Uh, in September of 1999, uh, there were 13 found, uh, founders. They were all uh, members of French communities of the Congregation of Salem. What uh, the core of this group 
uh, came from a uh, integrated humanities, humanities program in Kansas. Um, they were students of Dr. Senior, and Dr. Senior recommended, in order to give a background to the, the, the Christian literature that he was teaching, that they go and get an initiation into the kind of Catholic culture that really brings that to, to life as a background. So many of them spent three to six months there, and some of them at the end uh, felt the call. Um, I'm, there may, may have been, oh, maybe a, a dozen, maybe a, a few more than a dozen that entered. and uh, Religious life? Entered, uh, entered Fongombo or uh, one of the daughter abbeys of Fongombo. Uh-huh. And um, at the, this, we're talking there about the 70s. 70s, and uh, the abbot at that time said that we're going to have to found in uh, America. But other things came up, and he forgot about it. Meanwhile, um, he died, and there's another abbot. And then um, in the mid-90s, uh, circumstances just came up such that uh, the abbot realized that, yes, now's the time we've got to move. And so he started looking around the country for, first of all, a diocese. You have to have a, a bishop who uh, approves and sure. accepts and welcomes you in. Uh, there were several trips made, and um, this diocese recommended itself for two reasons. First of all, the um, the the warm welcome of Bishop Slattery and uh, the the lay people that were consulted around here, and then second of all, it's not too far from the hometown of which Wichita, the hometown of the the core of the um, the founders. I'm I'm actually second wave. I'm not uh, an American, and I'm not a Kansan. I'm uh, a Canadian, actually. I learned about Fongombo um, from a parish priest who was very interested in things monastic. Um, so, yes, uh, we founded in 99, and uh, we founded, we were living down to the old monastery. Um, by 2001, 2002, it became clear that the old monastery, the that is um, the log cabin and the the sheet metal building was not going to suffice for us we were already outgrowing it so we started a, a building down uh, up on the plateau above the old monastery and now where we we moved in 2008 into that uh, building and that is now where um, we are we're right now we're, we're 60 monks we're, we've got 35 uh, cells in a permanent building. The rest are kind of temporary mm-hmm. cells. So we're in kind of a precarious position. We're kind of up against the wall. We have to we have to build um, a, a another lodging uh, building. So um, yes, and so we've been we've been blessed with vocations. Um, starting at 13, now we're at 60. Just a, uh, not too many. Because if there are too many, you can't form them. You can't give them a good um, education, monastic education. Mm. Uh, and on the other hand, not too few, which is always uh, has been the problem for monasteries these days. Right. Uh, and so uh, we've we've really been uh, blessed that way. Um, and so uh, there we go. So you're uh, trying to build another. Uh, Lodging. Lodging. Lodging what, yeah. what do you what do you call? It? Okay. Well, that, um, basically, what that turns out to be is one wing of the quadrangle that makes a cloister. Uh, a monastery is usually 
built in the form of a square with on the interior of that square a covered walkway which you call a cloister. Uh, on one side, uh, one side of that, uh, that square will be the church. We've built a lodging complex on uh, an adjacent side, that is at, at right angles, to the church. Opposite that lodging building, that is again at, uh, at right angles to the church, but on the other side, we're hoping to build as soon as, uh, well, things become possible uh -huh. um, financially and uh, otherwise. Uh, another lodging building which uh, should provide us with the um, the uh, accommodation that we need for the monks. So I, I ask you that question because I was thinking there might be someone who uh, is interested in making a donation to yes. the monastery to yes. help you to that help you because the, the the way that you're building is just so beautiful. You know, yeah. the and the mindset of you monks is like. Ah, that's awesome because you don't. You're not thinking about tomorrow or next year. No. You're thinking about a thousand years from now, and so mm -hmm. what you're building is still going to be here, God willing, mm -hmm. in a thousand years. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it's a different mentality, um, and it's possible because um, living in a community like that, especially when you have young people entering, and that gives a, a certain amount of. Um, hope and um, confidence mm -hmm. in in the life of the of the of the family you 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 look beyond your own lifetime and you see that uh, well at least you hope for a, um, a a long tradition of monastic presence and so that that's going to necessarily influence the way you think first of all and then the way you build so um, if somebody did want to make a donation yeah. what how would be the best way for them to do that uh, the best way would be to contact Father Abbott, either by phone or by email. Uh, uh, the email, the address is on our website, clearcreekmonks.org. Uh, mm -hmm. Or um, the phone number of the monastery is 918-772-2454. And you just uh, make it clear uh, what it's about, and they'll pass you on to... I, if they're not the abbot, then uh, someone who can answer for him. Sure. Okay. And I, and I love how on your website you should go. You guys should go to it anyway because it has a layout. Your, your website is very beautiful, but it yeah. lays out exactly what you guys are doing throughout the day. Your the prayers that you're you're praying. So that way, maybe if somebody was was curious in wanting to pray, uh, you know, along you know, with you, but not mm. here at Clear Creek, they could go onto your website and see exactly what you're praying and when you're praying it. The yes. liturgy, the hours. We do have um, a thing called oblates. These are lay people who are interested in um, the kind of the fringe of the monastery, the lay fringe of the monastery. They're, they're interested in keeping contact with uh, the monks. And to a greater or lesser extent, they will do just that. They'll try to associate themselves in prayer with the monks who are at prayer at a certain point of the day. Mm -hmm. Which, is, which beautiful. is beautiful. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. How many do you have, oblates? Do you know? I would put it in the, the region of about 100 Oh wow! Uh, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. That's yeah. that's excellent. Yeah. And you said you had sixty people here at the monastery, correct? Sixty monks. Monks. Yes. Sixty monks. That well, sixty monks. That is they're, they're actually to be entirely truthful. There are four now uh, waiting to receive the habit. Uh, okay. So in lay clothes. Wonderful. That's okay. who's with you at the at the hours today. Yeah. Yeah. You can see them in lay clothes. Huh? Yeah. Excellent. All right. All right. We'll, well be we'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Inahan and Father Bachman, monk of Our Lady of at Our Lady of Clear Creek Abbey, here in beautiful Holbert, Oklahoma. Uh, this episode, this segment is brought to you by the Catholic Woodworker, CatholicWoodworker.com. Use promo code TCMS for ten percent off all purchases. All purchases on his website, which are all. Very beautiful and awesome. Rosaries, home altars, crucifixes, you all, name it. All Heirloom kinds of quality. Awesome stuff. You can do it. Also, Jonathan is just a good guy. He is a good family man. So anyway, um, brother, we're going to be talking today about chant. Yeah. Um, that's something that... Uh, is very that you, that, u- unique. Yes, the Benedictines. Is that a, is it a Benedictine thing? Or is it oh, just no, a no, no, monastic thing? No, 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 no. Well, uh, okay. Yes, in a, that's, that's a, a very... Uh, judicious remark. Uh, it is a Benedictine thing, in as much as um, the all right. The he, the he actually meant that in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, the 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 liturgy and the chant really are characteristic of uh, our life, in as much as that's what our life is turns around. Uh, the, you take a look at um, the other different kinds of religious. You have a Dominican. He's a, a doctor in, in um, theology. He preaches. Huh? You, uh, you take a, a Franciscan. Uh, he preaches to the, the little people. He gives missions, uh, redemptorists, same kind of thing. The, the monk, he lives for the liturgy. And uh, the chant is cultivated by us. You see, that uh, needs a little bit of explanation because... Um, not every monastery in the world is so um, concerned about chant mm-hmm. or cultivates the chant to the same degree. Um, this is characteristic of the French congregation who is uh, con- uh, simply con- uh, contemplative. That's one reason uh, uh, we have not, in our congregation, taken up any outside work such as uh, a seminary or a school or anything like that. So our life is totally... Pass, uh, it's focused on our prayer in choir. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, um, when you do that, what you're asking of a young monk entering at uh, 22, 23 years of age is to, uh, to spend his whole life that way. You don't want to give him something that's of lesser quality. It's got to be something that's really good. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. And that kind of enters into what you remarked before about the, the, the kind of architecture. Uh, um, you can live for a while in shanties, uh, but when you've got a, a community that plans to be there for several generations, uh, you've got to build, first of all, with time in mind, but also with uh, um, a certain propriety uh, so that you like to return to your monastery. You, the, <laughs> you like to be in your monastery. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. You need a, little, a certain amount of space, too. Um, if all of the, the ceilings are low... I mean that that affects your your morale, huh? Oh sure. So um, and acoustics, acoustics uh, in the church, yes, of course. Um, so uh, yes, the chant. Uh, m- many of the monasteries um, have given up on the chant because it. Uh, well, it didn't seem part of the adjournamento. Adjournamento means to to go closer to normal kind of life, the kind of uh, music that you hear on the streets and uh, on the radio and that kind of thing. Um, 
That's uh, not the philosophy that uh, we have held on to. It's more that um, what you're looking for uh, for a long-term work like a Benedictine life is something of quality, something beautiful, something that'll, that you won't get... Well, you will get tired of it because human nature is, 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 is weak. Huh? But um, something that uh, is worthy... Um, and can sustain your devotion all the way to from for 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 uh, several decades uh, uh, till till you till you die, huh? And so um, that requires a certain amount of investment. Uh, uh, Latin, first of all, is the first obstacle. The monk that enters uh, Clear Creek will have to first of all have attained a, a degree uh, of Latin proficiency um, equivalent to first-year university. Huh? Uh, because that makes sense, because uh, the, our liturgy is in Latin, and um, you, in, in order to follow it, you, uh, to know what you're praying, uh, you have to, to know. And, um, but the, w- one would ask, why would you bother to do something as strange as pray in Latin and then pray in chant, which is music that's characteristic of the well second to the 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 twelfth century huh? just um oh, uh, right yeah more than more than a a, a thousand years back huh? yeah I think a lot of people wonder yeah. that yeah well the thing is uh it's it's because you uh, by hoisting yourself up to that level you're on a, 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 a you're in tune then with the 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 way the church has prayed. All the way from the beginning, and you're inheriting the the, the uh, you, you're you're getting into the spirit of the fathers of the church, early Christianity, where um, uh, Christian civilization de- developed. It it gives you a, 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 an awful lot of depth uh, that you can't get in contemporary expressions of um, of uh, of prayer. I'm seeing that um, largely. Uh, we don't feel as uh, as deeply and as naturally, uh, so to speak, um, the the faith as our fathers did, huh? and so we're mm. going back and we're by uh, praying with the chant and praying the 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 office in Latin, um, we're getting in tune. We're we're um, meeting up with uh, the the way the pre- uh, church has has uh, prayed. For centuries and centuries. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, and so I talk about Clear Creek a lot to people mm-hmm. because I love it out here. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're I, I, Clear Creek just, apologists is yeah. what we are. Uh, we're like the booster club without, uh-huh. without just with, we don't raise any money. That's, yeah. that's Which it. we yeah. apologize for. We're, we're, but, we're, we're working but, on that. But yeah. uh, So I've had people ask me, they're like, well, why do they do it in Latin? You know, and they're just, yeah. you know, they don't mean anything by it. They're just curious. But I think yeah. it's just almost a funny question because, you know, this is part of the tradition of the church, and yeah. it's almost like why? Why doesn't everybody? Like, that's right. I think we're that's just so easily and quickly to abandon the tradition. I mean, we're Catholic. Mm-hmm. We should. We get tradition. Like mm-hmm. we're Catholic. You know, we're mm-hmm. all about traditions, and so to to jettison something so fundamental in uh-huh. the tradition uh-huh. seems strange. You know, to me, the question mm-hmm. is why doesn't everybody yeah. pray at least some? You yeah. know, in Latin. Well, you know. It's a little bit different in a monastery and in a parish. Huh? Let's face it, that um, 
our our civilization has become secularized, uh, and Latin and the the doctors and fathers of the church have become less familiar to the average Catholic. So you can't presume a culture that was just normal um, even two generations ago. Huh? Um, so uh, it would it would be strange, you know, to um, require uh, someone coming into the parish that he take a, a Latin course before. Huh? It's, well, uh, I'm trying to change that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm going to teach my children Latin yeah. Yeah. because I'm Catholic. Yeah. If I were Jewish, I would yeah. teach my... Well, Jewish people teach their children Hebrew. Why? Mm-hmm. It's not because anybody speaks it. It's because mm-hmm. they're Jewish. Mm-hmm. I'm going right. to teach my kids Latin because we're Catholic. Yeah. You know, like, that's why yeah. it's the language, it's the language of, the of the church. church. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just that it's harder now. It, it is hard. Yeah. Well, you see, when when the the liturgy everywhere was in Latin and everybody was singing the chant, that's what uh, you really have to to see. There's been a hiatus now. There's a mm-hmm. break, so that um, it's much more difficult to enter into this um, prayer of the church uh, in through the chant and uh, and through Latin. Now, uh, then, even two or three generations before where the Mass was in Latin, and uh, for Exposition of the Blessed Sacrament, you'd sing the Tantum Ergo. Everybody sang, knew the Tantum Ergo. Beautiful and, song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Aquin- um, Aquinas made that, didn't he? He did. did. Didn't he write he did. that? Yes. Yeah, he did. That's why That's why people can't write songs like that anymore, because, oh, Aquinas wrote it. Like, right. It's yes. beautiful. Not just yeah. anybody could write the Tantum Ergo. Well, it's true. It's true. And... Um, I, I, I believe also that, you, you know, we're, we're products of our society and there's just certain things that we can't come up with ourselves. Uh, that we, By steeping ourselves in the tradition, we can um, join up with a, a spirit that's a lot deeper than what we can come up just um, trying to think things out ourselves. Uh-huh. Huh? Yeah. So... And that, that explains why to be Catholic is to be traditional. Huh? Yeah. Uh, you, you cannot sever the, the chain of tradition that comes in through the church from Jesus himself uh, to right now through the church. Right. Huh? I mean, we so, even put the word sacred before the word tradition mm-hmm. because the, our well, tradition is it's sacred. Apart. Yes, yeah. right. Right. That's I mean, right. so it's like we shouldn't, Anyway, for well, us, we reverence it, yeah. you know. But just once more, the um, that, that point there, you have to admit that it's harder now um, for the Jews to to give a, a Jewish education to the mm-hmm. kids. In as much as yeah. um, the, 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 the mainstream uh, culture has, has drifted away from, right. from religion. Mm-hmm. Huh? And the same, and uh, I would say even more for, for Christian Whereas, um, at least in Europe and and to some extent in in the United States, um, we could call our civilization a Christian civilization. It's not so clear anymore. Right. That's the truth. That's yeah. why you know you have to. That's why it's important. Just because it's arduous doesn't mean it's not worth doing. That's true. That's so we, true. We just have about thirty seconds in this segment. Yeah. You've got an excellent bookstore here uh, at the uh, gatehouse a beautiful and there are book, a couple yeah. a couple things in there there's one is like a libra unum i don't know it's, a, it's like a usualis 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 okay. usual on the other the side usual of the break book. let's just know what that means yeah usual book yeah that's it 
the I, normal purse. I want to on the other side of the break. I want to talk about a couple, maybe just like physical books or like yeah. uh, resources someone could get to help sure. with chant. Um, and so we'll we'll pick that up on the other right. side of this break. Okay. Okay. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show here at Clear Creek Abbey in Holbert, Oklahoma, sitting next to my best friend David Niles and Father Bachman. I want to give a shout out to a Patreon member, Grant Hagedorn from Cincinnati, Ohio. He recently got engaged to his fiance Nicole. Their wedding is in 2021. So all right. we want to give a shout out to all the virtuous holy men out there fulfilling their vocation that God is calling them to. Wanted to make sure to Excellent. do that. Excellent. I, l- I look back on on my engagement with so much fondness. Like that was such a fun like that was such a fun time. Uh and at the time I didn't think it was fun. I wanted to be married, you know. <laughs> but I look back on it thinking like being engaged was very exciting. And uh, it, I have a lot of the appreci- anticipation was very exciting. I, I can understand how like those who are engaged like maybe don't think it's not that they don't like it but you know, enjoy. They, they also, I'm sure, want to get married. Sure. You know? Anyway, it, enjoy. We also didn't mention we are drinking Clear Creek Saison. Did you mention that? I didn't. I apologize. No, uh, we are drinking the Clear Creek Saison. Did Bro- you know that there was a, a beer called Clear Creek Saison? Broken Arrow no. Brewing. No. Uh, Broken Arrow. Uh, Austin Ferguson. He's, he's yeah, yeah. the fa- he's the founder of uh, Broken Arrow Brewing. He named his Saison Clear Creek after this monastery, the the Abbey. Good. I hope he's paying royalties. He's well. He's well a, he, I don't know. I am getting into legal issues that I am not wor- ready to uh, tackle. Yeah, he's a good Christian man. He na- he is naming. He's named several beers after individuals who were the first ones to bring Christ to the Native Americans oh, here yeah. in Oklahoma. Um, and so he's got another one, Father Dominic, which is also just, also it's a fantastic beer. Yeah. A- aside from that, but yeah. um, so uh, right before the end of the last at the end of the last segment, I wanted to ask you about a couple of resources you have some good resources first of all sidebar your are you sidebarring a I'm, sidebar I'm sidebar maybe it could <laughs> we'll i don't see. know this okay. is like a okay. dream within a dream okay uh you your book store is awesome you have stuff in mm-hmm. that bookstore that you can't even find online i don't know where you guys get it yeah but like We've this got is a, it's the best yeah we got a brother who's uh really attuned to those kind of things well he's awesome i <laughs> that guy deserves like a cookie or something. <laughs> I was going to say give him a raise, but that that wouldn't yeah. work. Give him an infinite raise. Well, yeah. That's right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but you have a couple things to to assist the the person in chanting. The lady. Um, yeah. Whether it's learning chant or if you already know chant, mm-hmm. that's actually got the the music in mm-hmm. it uh, to participate in the mass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for the frequenters who come more often, they, they might be interested in um, buying a Liber Usualis, which is the um, has most of the day prayers. It's a, a rather thick book, like the old missals, uh, you know, like a, about well two inches thick. Uh, um, that gives you all of the um, the prayers of the mass, or no, the offices outside the mass. Huh? And then um, there are others. Uh, I believe we have. Um, uh, a gradual, uh, the with the chant in it. I think that's on sale there, uh-huh. and uh, in Tiffany. Uh, or nobody. Uh, 
probably not the antiphonary, but it's um, no. Um, the the Liber Usualis has some music in it. Um, the 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 monastic diurnal is the one which just has the text. Huh? Okay. And, and uh, often people who are come uh, rather frequently to the monastery um, are invest in that kind of thing because they have their own book. Otherwise, we'll prov- provide you with booklets mm-hmm. uh, when you're coming to the offices. And then, uh, if you want to learn the chant, um, Father Abbott has um, supported um, a translation of um, a course that came to us from from our brothers in France. Uh, they, they set up in France. It's called Laus in Ecclesia, uh, Praise in the Church. Um, the whole course in, involves uh, or a involves three manuals, of which the first manual is is out right now. The second manual is in preparation. Um, it's a, a complete initiation to Gregorian chant. There is information and um, uh, sign up, and you can even you can uh, purchase the the manual on uh, the website that has been created just for that um, that that manual that course lausinecclesia.com l a u s i n e c c l e s i a dot com huh? so uh, those are some uh, resources for uh, depending on how seriously you want to yeah. get interested, and nothing prevents you starting simple mm-hmm. uh-huh. sure. and being drawn farther and farther. Right. Yeah, that's a class that I could definitely take advantage of, uh, Father. Whenever, as I've been raising my kids, you know, as we were praying at night. Before they were going to bed, we were praying, and I would always try to do a little chant at the end. Now I'm not, you. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not very good at chant. Like I have not uh, participated in, in your class or anything like that. I, in fact, I, r- I know very little. In fact, there, yeah. you, the class you're talking about is that there's a chant weekend. Chant weekend. So chant once weekend. a year, you guys, the monks, host a chant weekend to yeah, teach, that's right. to teach yeah. the lay lay people how to chant. Yeah, um, I would say it this way: um, it's an opportunity to. Uh, participate in the liturgy uh, of the Mass and the office sung in chant. So the the weekend, you know, a weekend is very, very short to give an initiation. And this, it's, it'd be completely preposterous to propose to give you a complete in- initiation in a, in a weekend. But what we can do is just um, give you the basics in order that you can read the music and sing Compline which is night prayer, mm-hmm. uh, beginning of the first night, Friday night. And then uh, the Masses uh, of the Blessed Virgin on Saturday and the Mass of Sunday uh, uh, the next day. And then, uh, yes, that's... A, and the, the rest of the time outside of that is basically uh, chant initiation with a view to preparing the next office or the next uh, Mass hmm. huh, in Lovely. chant. Yeah. That's something I could definitely uh, benefit from. I, mm-hmm. I may have kind of jaded my, my children in chant uh, because yeah. of not knowing what I was doing. And I th- kind of thought it was a little funny as at the end of prayer, we, I would be, and I would like really draw it out mm-hmm. really long. And they know like, and I was like really drawing it out. And they know at the end of prayers, then they get their milk. And so like, 
my, my, my youngest <laughs> is like halfway out of the you know Rip it up, prayer dad. stance at trying to get to his milk, knowing that. So anyway, so that's something that he's I like def- stuck right here. Right. Yeah, and he's like waiting, cross, waiting like for me to finish. Hanging you know, out on the left And I'm really giving it a a, 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 yeah. a good go at it. <laughs> yeah. That reminds uh, me of a story um, back in France. Um, I was told by one of the the novices back in France. Um, there was a priest who said the mass very slowly. And um, there was kind of an absent-minded uh, servant. Uh, so um, uh, he says, uh, the priest says, Inomine patris et fili et spiritus sancti. You know, and the right response is, Amen. But he w- got distracted and he says, There we go. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. <laughs> and there we go. All right. I do want to. Okay. Wait. Wait. Oh, hang wait. on. Before we actually get into this, I have okay. to tell you. I have to just like talk to you about this from Friday. Okay. At dinner, one mm-hmm. of the things you guys do is you chant a book. Oh, yeah. During dinner. Okay. Yeah. We've talked about this on the show and many times. Everything. First of all, everything is funnier when you chant it. Oh, it's true. Okay. Like. <laughs> you, <And> it, <laughs> You guys are reading this book. It like also kind of gives it more of like a serious like, yeah. uh, you know, like yeah. oh wow, this is like you know, it's a, and in the an atmosphere, an atmosphere, atmosphere that yes. kind of formal atmosphere, yeah, formal, yes. and which can break. <laughs> yes. When it breaks, it really breaks. So I don't know, like, you know, I sit down to dinner with with the monks on Friday, and it's like I don't know what this book is, but I'll, it starts off like, and the church was having a yard sale, and I thought I have a saber, I will. <laughs> come and donate my saber i'm sure the priest will think it is awesome and and i may be getting this slightly wrong but i will yeah, get sure. the important the, 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 the priest the priest <laughs> like are you serious dude but <laughs> 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 just to hear the the monk in the corner chant are you serious dude yes. it was just like <laughs> i'm like trying not to laugh you know and i look up and all the monks are smiling and that makes it worse you know <laughs> It's, the monks are smiling, but you haven't. Um, I've seen ripples of laughter go through the. the and it it really is contagious. Huh? Yeah. When, uh, anyway, it was so funny. It was very funny. A real question for you is that when I come and pray the the hours with you, um, there's just something about the chant, and just, I don't I don't know if it's just the beauty, but you know I could. Open the Bible and read the Psalms. Okay, the mm-hmm. Psalms are always uh, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I read them with you guys, I'm not reading the Latin, but I'm just mm-hmm. reading the English, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just so much more powerful. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel it hitting me mm-hmm. very personally when I am there. And I, th- I've thought a lot about it. I maybe it's just the beauty mm-hmm. of of the chant itself. But mm-hmm. there's something extra mm-hmm. that's there when I read the Psalms. Mm-hmm along with you yeah um maybe the psalms were meant to be done that way oh hmm wow what um yeah there was you should tell other people that you know (laughs) (laughs) and um maybe the fact that you're being drawn in to a contemplative life that really you're getting a taste from the outside uh, but still, there, there must be something mysterious about that, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, a, Christ, a baptized soul can at least perceive um, uh, in, a, in a kind of a, a general way. Um, I mean, but do you share that? Because I'm sure you read the Psalms outside of the liturgy occasionally, yes. you know. Yes. 
do you? Th- I mean, I just think that they're better when they're they're chanted this way. Sir, certainly, certainly. But there, uh, I would say also that there is a room for the study of the Psalms to uh, to deepen the the literal meaning of the Psalms. Huh? Uh-huh, sure. Whereas um, often the way we uh, sing the Psalms, um, our focus is not on every single word. But on we're there in the presence of God, the and message. they're in, in prayer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll be right back. We're going to pick this up on the other side of the break. Very good. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan and Brother Bachman here at Our Lady of Clear Creek Abbey. We're talking about chant and how awesome it is. And how you should teach your children chant. Yeah, I actually tried. So I, after dinner, we re, we read books. Right now, we're reading the Little House series. Okay. Um, you know, I have I have three girls and a just had a boy. We have a three month old boy, but I have three girls, and so like the Little House, they just Perfect. they just, oh, it's just great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I tried chanting it, and they were not down with that. Uh, yeah. They were like, "Dad, can you stop that?" <laughs> and, and yeah. That's what they said. It's like, okay, well, yeah, that, it works at the it, Abbey. It was good while it lasted. Yeah. I don't think the monks would talk back to Father Abbott that way. I'm just going <laughs> to point that out. <laughs> uh, so one of the questions I wanted to ask you, as we're you know teaching our children, maybe chant, and you know, we, uh, most people have come across that the quote of Saint Augustine saying. Uh, you know, if you sing, you're praying twice, mm-hmm. and some 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 form of that. And you know, mm-hmm. I've told my children that, and we try to sing. Um, and I thought, you know, I, w- I better. I wanted to get your thoughts. Is that true? Uh, what what is the context of that? Um, if I sing terribly, does that still count? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. what are your thoughts there? Well, um, it's it's clear that. Um, when you when you sing, you raise your voice. You're um, you're using your voice in a um, a more deliberate way, a, a affirmative way, uh, uh, than uh, just at uh, with normal speech. It, it's a different kind of use of the voice, huh? and it's a more formal use of the voice. Um, Dom Gajard, who was um, you could say he's kind of our mentor and um, long time. Uh, um, uh, my choir master at Solemn Abbey in France, he used to say that um, uh, singing the chant is total prayer. It's the whole man that's I- involved. Huh? Mm. That is your mind, your heart, your body, and uh, your body's participation is especially through the voice. Huh? Now, um, you could, you know, we, we recite the creed all together. You know, in a just a normal sp- spoken voice, but there's something more if you sing the creed. Huh? Uh, it, there's something more solemn, huh? more, more meritorious, really. I think. Well, I would say to, so too, and more um, uh, more fitting for uh, a, a, a social proclamation of our faith. You know, um, and um, not, music will always bring hearts. And uh, people together, huh? so um, that's another thing. Now, <coughs> you you brought up the question. Um, well, what if you you can't sing? Uh, you you don't have a a great voice, so you're not trained in a Gregorian chant. Well, first of all, with regard to when when see, uh, Augustine says, "He who pray, uh, sings prays twice." 
Well, uh, he, he's not making a mathematical statement there, first of all. He's saying that um, singing uh, the praise of God is a higher form uh, of prayer than uh, just, re just reciting. Uh, um, and uh, I would say that uh, there may be very meritorious uh, participations in liturgy of people who can't hold a note. But... Um, There's definitely some humility in the involved. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. And, you and know, it just strikes me. He doesn't say what kind of prayer. Maybe for the person who sings well, it's a song of praise. For the so person who sings poorly, it's like a song of mercy. Or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, but um, someone, who is, uh, someone who is stubborn and um, drowned out all the others and uh, ruining the chant... I don't know that that would be as meritorious as someone who, who tried to participate, but uh, as he could, without causing disruption. Huh? Sure. Because so, there's a uh, cadence, there's a rhythm within chant. So sure. if you're messing that up, that the the, sure. the beauty of that is, is, is probably hindered. Is that right? That's true. That's true. And some monks, for example, can only participate less in, in the office because they have less abilities. And you, that you just weed yourself. One gets weeded out. One's talents gets get weed, uh, weeded out as the as the years go by, and you you, you find your place. I imagine it's going to be the same way in the in the parish. Um, if someone who has a a great big voice and can't hold a tune is dominating everything, well, eventually he's going to learn from someone, the pastor <laughs> or something like that, and he's going to learn to to where his place is in the sure. in the in the parish. So. Um, Another point too is that um, a um, our those kind of abilities can be improved, and they can be vastly improved if you start early. Uh, you, you think three or four uh, generations back when uh, you sang all the time the chant uh, at at the mass. Well, you'd, you'd be uh, the first time you came to mass, you'd hear hear the chant, and there would be no formal training really necessary you, you would have just picked it up by coming to Sunday Mass right. sure huh? yes and and uh, I bet you too uh, the, the the number of people who couldn't hold a tune was much less because simply you participated Adapt and you, yeah you learned yeah yeah you learned it right from uh, when you were a kid a, a toddler so that brings me to my next question what is the difference between singing and chanting Sa yeah okay that's good that's a good um, a good question because I think people who can't sing could still chant well. Yeah. Um, um, it, to sing is to raise your voice above the normal use of uh, the voice, which just keeps a, a kind of a, um, a tone that's kind of approximate. Huh? Whereas um, melody enters in when you, have, uh, when you start singing. Uh, instead of talking, uh. mm -hmm. chanting would be a um, a relatively simple kind of, of singing. Um, it you'd have to uh, characterize it with more uh, stepwise movement instead of great big intervals. Um, uh, the, it would tend to go from uh, one interval to the next. Um, it would be monodic, that is no harmony, just. Uh, and um, uh, it would have a certain gravity which uh, is appropriate to the liturgy. Huh? Whereas um, you have um, 
well, all kinds of uh, of singing, uh, you know, pop singing, and um, the uh, 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 beer parlor songs and uh, things like that. Uh, the chant would kind of d- distinguish itself by being uh, simple and um, uh, a certain um, sim- uh, simple beauty to it uh, yeah. that uh, that fits it for the, the the liturgy. Absolutely, there's very little beauty in pop songs these days, anyway. There's, there is none. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that so I also want to ask you about the melodies of the chant because they're so unique. Like yeah. my favorite part is like during the gospel or something when they're chanting and then they go low. I, 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 yes, that's it. There you go. Yeah. That's my favorite part. That yeah, key. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's a fifth. Is the there fifth. something? Dude, the fifth. Oh, is it a major you, fifth or a minor major fifth? fifth? Major, yeah, major fifth. Major fifth. Major. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, well, yeah. uh, just uh, actually... Yeah, you, you you speak about fifths and then diminished and augmented fifths. Yeah, um, uh, not so much uh, major and minor in in terms of fifths. Okay, but okay. So the 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 melody. Mm-hmm. How is? I mean, it seems specific for specific yeah. things. Can you talk about? Yeah. The notes themselves. Well, um, for example, uh, the Old Testament reading. Ends like that, tom bom, with that uh, that uh, fifth, and um, that has been described as uh, a kind of a trumpet call, huh? um, a kind of a proclamation. Yeah. Whereas um, the, the the tone for the epistle, Saint Paul, is much more in- encouragement, consolation. Da 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 da. It's much more uh, lyrical, if you like. Uh-huh. And then um, with the the gospel, it becomes a little bit more solemn and simple, uh, uh, which um, is more appropriate to our Lord, the teacher, uh, coming out. Huh? Um, yeah, da, 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 um, let's see now. In illo tempore, da 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 uh, the, the they could perhaps have been chosen with another uh, idea in mind, but the, those those ideas are very appropriate for each of the kind of readings uh, that we're talking about there, and um, the modes involved in the the proper chants, for example, the introit, the alleluia, and that kind of thing, they have their all uh, their own language too, a language of either gravity or joy. Or simplicity, you know, each mode has its own characteristics. Uh, right. So there's a um, a whole world there. Right. I mean, you can almost even if you don't. I don't speak Latin, but I can all just by the. You basically speak it. <laughs> no, basically. <laughs> just, just like now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ba- basically, being the the key operative word there. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but just by listening to the melody, you get a sense of what is being said. Oh, of course. Doesn't that make sense? Um, doesn't isn't music expressive yeah. of emotion, passion, um, uh, settings, atmosphere? Right. That that doesn't pass through uh, vocabulary. Uh, you just sense that. Huh? There's a right. certain amount that you can just sense. 
Well, Are there, that, I mean, that's why, Dave. That's why, like, when I go up there and I, I listen to compliment, I don't even, I don't even have the book because I'm just like, because li- one, sure. I, I'm, I don't, I can't read Latin anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, there is English in the book. I know, but like, I'm just sitting there to uh, like consume, absorb, it. absorb it and consume what you guys are, are are doing, and I can kind of follow along based off of what you guys are. Sure, you, and the, let me make a confession. Some of us are doing the same. <laughs> no way! Come on, are you serious? <laughs> that is, we we've gone through a. Uh, a busy day and sure. there's no attention left. Yeah, huh? we're just cruising. You're, you're human. Yeah, yeah, you're cruising. human, just like us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so are there I, patterns? I, I put you like way up here. You guys yeah. are like superheroes. Well, we're not of the a, a Doctor Spock, you know, uh, you know, with a super concentration. We're all human beings. Um, it's true that we're bringing in uh, more experience than you are, but as for the the level of attention, I think it might be for some of us. It might be comparable. Hmm. Are there? I mean, that makes me feel pretty good. To each mode, <laughs> each mode, there's a pattern, right? I mean, it's like there's yeah, a, like you do yeah, it, and then right. you just kind of repeat that same. Yes, that's right. How it's many a, modes are there? There are eight. There are only eight modes. Eight modes. Uh, eight. So you know eight patterns, and you can apply those. Yes, universally. yes, that's right. There's there's different endings for modes, so you multiply that way. But um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight modes. Huh? And they each have their own characteristics. I can get into that, but it gets a little bit involved. Yeah, huh? sure. That, that's you should come to the Chant Weekend. Yes, if it's you right. want to learn yes. more about we'll that. Learn a little bit about that. Our li- uh, ClearCreekMonks.com. Is that what you said? No. Um, yeah, you, you, ClearCreekMonks.org. .org. Dot org. Yeah, that's the announcement of the Gregorian Chant Weekend there. Brother, thank you for being here. And Father, my Father, 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 thank you for being here. And you've always been very hospitable to us uh, here, yeah? and we, we thank you so much. Oh, sure. Sure. It's my job. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus. Okay, who had a question? Yeah. Okay, uh, the question was, um, one of the group here um, went to the Comitial Mass, and he's kind of surprised that uh, none of the, the, the monks in choir receive Holy Communion at the Comitial Mass. There's a, um, there's a very specific reason for that. It's, um, we have, from experience, learned that um, the low mass, the time of low mass, where each priest is able to say his own mass at, um, at an altar, uh, a side altar or whatever, is a very important time, uh, very important for a, ma- a monk's life. It gives a very intense uh, Eucharistic time. Uh, uh, we have uh, each of the priests then says his own mass, and um, the other monks serve the mass and receive uh, communion there. Um, that um, that's in contrast to other abbeys wh- who have um, concelebration, in which you el- uh, that it by itself eliminates all of these low masses, uh, and um, the whole community is there. Uh, uh, they have uh, a concelebrated mass. The priests all say the mass, the, that one mass, and uh, the the monks um, communicate there, uh, the receive Holy Communion there. It's two ways of doing it. We we have kept the low mass because it's so important for us um, as a, a time of uh, individual devotion. And another little remark is that uh, on very high days, so for example, Christmas, All Saints. Um, Easter, uh, the the uh, younger monks who are not priests 
will receive uh, Holy Communion at, at the High Mass from Father Abbot's hands. Um, but um, on, on those days too, the, the priests, uh, who are priests, will have uh, celebrated Mass by themselves or at, at low Masses too. Uh, this is just uh, a question of experience. Um, things work better. Uh, are, we're, we're very much attached to the, the time that uh, a priest has um, at low Mass, celebrating the Mass um, quietly. You know, okay, I want to follow up on that because I think that's a great a great point that even talking about chant, that chant is not the end in and of itself. You know, that ultimately it's mm-hmm. about Christ. Mm-hmm. And you, all of the priests here still celebrate their own mass where there is no chant, mm-hmm. you know? that, mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. uh, ultimately the chant points to Christ. Yeah. Uh, and so does the low mass, which is absent of chant. Mm-hmm. Um, another way to put it, is that there's two dimensions to human life. One social dimension, the other uh, individual dimen- uh, dimension. We I choose the latter yeah, than the former. That, I like that <laughs> one. I'm glad, you put it, I'm glad you put it that way. That's, yeah. that's, well, yes. Each one is baptized. Huh? As an individual person, you don't baptize a whole congregation. Huh? You, 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 um, and um, each one prays to Christ. It's not the, the community that prays. or Each one is saved by, uh, as an individual. Yeah. Now, yet... Um, on Sunday, you all get together, and uh, you have uh, the the parish mass. There's there's two dimensions to uh, to prayer, huh? and so um, it's only right um, that uh, that show up somehow in uh, the celebration of the mass. Huh? It it's the mass of itself is not exclusive. Um, and is not a private mass. You can't really speak of a private mass. But nevertheless, there is such a thing of uh, a, a, as a mass, not celebrated for the sake of a, 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 a of a community, but uh, the priest simply praying the mass as a prayer, mm-hmm. huh? And this the highest uh, form of prayer. That's right. That's right. So um, when you have, you see, when you have the the low mass and the high mass, you have both of that in your day, hmm. huh? And um, this is what we're uh, we've been attached to. We've uh, we've we find that that's very helpful for our monastic life. Oh. What a, that was awesome. Even yeah, though I like that a lot. You know, it's it's in a way it's it's simplifying just to have a a, a con celebration at eleven o'clock. You can uh, have the mass con celebrated. It's all, all over, and that gives you from from seven o'clock until eleven o'clock all that free time. What well, whereas we we have. Uh, uh, Low masses at, at seven o'clock, which basically with uh, Thanksgiving take a, an hour, and then again ten o'clock, a good hour for the the, the sung mass, that, that breaks up the, the the day more, which for us is uh, a good thing. It brings us back once more to to choir and to God to prayer. So, uh, Father, I just want to say thank you for your your vocation. Uh, I know that you know, like you are praying. For the world and for like, especially the, Tulsa, like, the diocese of Tulsa. But you know, I, I imagine it. It's hard to feel like you're not part of, like the broader community here yeah. in the Abbey. Mm. But I want you to know how much, like the consolation that I, I feel, knowing that you guys are here, mm-hmm. praying, and will be 
till the end of time. F- until mm-hmm. the until the end of time, mm-hmm. you monks yeah. will be here pr- offering up mm-hmm. these prayers every. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know mm-hmm. how much consolation I get from yeah. knowing that you guys are doing what you're doing. It, mm-hmm. it means a lot to me, and so mm-hmm. I just I just want to tell you that. Mm-hmm. Well, as, as a way of saying thank you for your vocation. Yeah. You're echoing what our, our Lord said. Um, Mary has chosen the better part and won't be taken from her. Yeah. Huh? And then uh, another little remark is that when we say, no, you can't do this, or we can't do this, because if we do that, we'll be drawn outside of our contemplative vocation. Now you understand. You right. see, yeah, we have absolutely. to remain. Like we have even, to remain monks. Even you being here on our podcast today is, is like a, a, a privilege for us because this is, not, this is not part of your charism, you know, necessarily. Mm-hmm. There's a few monks that can do that. Uh-huh. That Father Abbott will allow to, uh, yeah, are, are, sort of say, sacrificed for, for, that, <laughs> for that kind of uh, purpose. Huh? There is a big <laughs> sacrifice coming on this podcast. <laughs> We've heard that a lot. <laughs> That's you're not the first person who said that. The Holocaust yeah. of the of the Abbey. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, uh, uh, hold on. Any, any other questions? So, uh, s- someone was asking. Um, suppose you were diligently to um, make to to study the chant and become proficient and come back next year, would he be able to join in? Well, the thing is, um, you have to understand that you're, um, you're joining here in a monastic liturgy. And um, it's only, it's just, we've been learned from experience that um, to open up to the, the lay people to join in, um, you might be very uh, competent after your year's study. Huh? But uh, for the most part, it's disruptive. It's and extremely uh, distracting, so um, uh, I I would say that um, if it it could happen that you you could be very discreet about it and uh, we wouldn't ha- have anything to say because it didn't bother, but um, when it does bother the 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 community's choral work, uh, they'll um, they'll let you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah. Um, it's just that uh, you see, at what what would be better would it would be that you start something up in 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 the in the parish so that you can go full steam, huh? Ah. Um, see, uh, here you're it we uh, we can't. This is a monastic community where uh, we can't open it up to um, participation uh, by everybody. Again, it's a question of keeping our our contemplative life, and keeping it the way it is. Huh? There are the rare occasions where you would be invited. And um, would there be, be more uh, people who are competent and who really join in? Uh, the problem, when we do ask the, 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 the knave to sing, is that often they don't give much. You know, We're a little <laughs> bit disappointed. So, um, yeah, it's a... It's a uh, <laughs> The, the for for us it's a bit difficult to invite uh, people to um, to join in, but uh, uh, there certainly would uh, you could create op- opportunities within the context of your own uh, parish uh, to show your zeal and uh, competence. Well, brother, thank you, Father. Good. Okay, Father Bachman, thank you so much for being here. Uh, right. we, we we do appreciate your time. Sure. Okay. Bl- uh, should we end in his blessing? Yes. Okay. That would be great. Adjutorium no, oh, benedictio Dei omnipotentis, patris et filii et spiritus sancti, descendat super vos et maniat semper. <laughs>